Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here on another Thursday night. And uh, as you can tell by my voice, um, I have a little bit, uh, I've been a little bit under the weather, let's put it that way, over the past uh, week or so. But uh, God has been good and uh, allowed me to keep my voice even through Thursday night. Uh, I taught, um, I even taught on last night over at Community. So um, yeah, my voice is a little tired. I actually have the... Uh, the audio actually turned up uh, because I'm a little bit quieter than I normally am, so I wanted to make sure that everybody was able to hear me um, and hear me clearly. We're going to be finishing up Second Thessalonians tonight, so I'm looking forward to getting into that, but first, by way of introduction, uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast version. I really enjoy um, the pod, you know, pushing out this same uh, thing right here into the audio podcast. I enjoy listening to podcasts and things like that um, while I'm driving on the road, good, uh, Christian-based, things that are, you know, edifying, and, uh, you know, things that me and the wife can listen to in the car. Um, And so if that's something that you'd like to do and you'd like to listen to this show, uh, please go over to one of the podcast platforms and you can uh, download the podcast so you're not streaming it uh, or trying to use up any of your data. Um, when you're on road trips or so forth and so on, or you can just listen to any time, any place. You can listen to all the past previous um, podcasts. They're all uploaded there. I think I'm at about 120. I think that's about right, about 120 uh, podcasts to to date. Uh, I've been doing this for a little over two years now, and uh, there was even some time there where I was taking um, a lot of time off for various different things, whether that's deploying or so forth and so on. I don't see very many people on here tonight on the live stream, but that's okay. Um, everybody can go back and watch that later on. Speaking of going back and watching something later on, oh, I didn't mention the name of the podcast. If you're new and you're, this is the first time you're hearing this on either YouTube or Facebook or you stumble across us, you can find me at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Podcast. Just type in that and you can find me there. Um, speaking of past podcasts, past uh, videos or anything like that, uh, Monday night, we recorded a interview with Brother Matt Swiatkowski uh, from Kearney, New Jersey. We discussed his book here, which I have sitting over here on my desk, uh, Africa, my first mission trip, what could possibly or what could go wrong, you know, question. So uh, go find that on Amazon. Also, he gave out his um, his email address on there. And if you send him an email and you um, pay for the book, you save a couple dollars. And not only that, the author will sign it for you there. I don't know if you can see that very well with the little the lights in the studio. You probably can't. Uh, but it, anyways, it was a good interview. Uh, not that long of an interview. I didn't want to uh, give away too much of the book. I want you to go out and purchase it and support that brother there in New Jersey. 
And um, I would appreciate that if you would go by there and go on Amazon.com and find the book or reach out to him personally. Uh, but you can find that interview on all the podcasting platforms as well as YouTube and Facebook. Um, I would encourage you to do that. Um, a little bit of a plug for some of the past series that we've done. Uh, there's the What's On My Mind series you can find on this channel. Go uh, find that in part of the playlist, What's On My Mind. Uh, many different topics are covered there. Also, um, I have the Millennial Rain series. Seven videos on the Millennial Rain. Uh, the, the time leading up to uh, the Millennial Rain, which would be known as the time of Jacob's Trouble or the 70th week of Daniel. And uh, then we talk about the millennial reign and then afterwards, and that's in the seven-part series. Go check that out on any of the playlists. Uh, there's, the, uh, uh, there's a couple different other topics that are covered and everything. And, of course, we have all the books uh, of the Bible that we've studied through so far. Uh, that includes Timothy and Titus and uh, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and uh, the book of Hebrews and uh, Romans and so forth and so on. Um, with that being said, the next book that we're going to cover, we're going to start in 1 Corinthians. So we're going to start going through 1 and 2 Corinthians, however long that takes us to do. And, uh, hey, my dad's in the house. Hello, Pop. Uh, but uh, that's what we're going to move on to next is going to be uh, 1 Corinthians. So I look forward to starting that up. And every once in a while, uh, besides the weekly uh, Let This Mind Be In You, I will produce videos and, and upload them every once in a while. Most of the time under the banner of what's on my mind. So please go check those out. All right, I think that's enough, by the way, of introduction and uh, plugging the channel. Um, uh, once again, if you're new, I really do appreciate you stumbling across this video. Um, I, I pray that you watch this for more than just a couple minutes um, and uh, give me a chance. And if you enjoy what you hear and you're edified by it, I'd ask that you share this, this program on both Facebook, YouTube, or wherever you're on, and um, also subscribe. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. The more people that sub subscribe, um, it boosts the algorithm and allows more people to just stumble across it. And uh, that's both on Facebook and YouTube, so that's why I do that. I'm not monetized, so the fact of, you know, they're not going to promote my videos, not going to promote this channel, so it all goes by word of mouth. And I appreciate those that help share on Facebook and YouTube as well. I really do appreciate it, so... All right, before the voice goes, let's get into the Word of God, shall we? Um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Paul's going to wrap up his letter to the Thessalonians here, the second letter. In which he's going to just give them some final little, um, I guess you would say instructions. Uh, wraps it up, uh, you know, the, 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 the thought, you know, the basis behind a second letter is to comfort their hearts. You know, with there's, we covered that in verse number 17 of chapter 2. They were still being discomforted by those that were saying the resurrection had passed, uh, we're going to go through the wrath, a time of wrath, uh, really trying to bring people back under a lot of the old traditions and things like that. Um, and Paul wasn't having any of it. And he didn't want their hearts to be discomforted, so he wrote them a second letter uh, for them to be reminded of what he wrote them in the first letter. And he goes into a little bit more detail, uh, which is greatly appreciated. But um, finally, he says in verse number one of chapter three, Brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men 
for all men have not faith. And boy, isn't that the truth. I recently uh, promoted one of my videos. Um, basically, that means on Facebook, you pay for your own advertisement. And uh, it helps promote your, your, uh, your channel. So I ponied up the money, and I did that. And so more people got a chance to see it. And there was already comments and comments being made about, um, you know, they have not faith. And they left some interesting comments, let's put it, to put it mildly. Um, so there's those that are out there. We are not in the majority. I, would, I tell you that uh, not to dishearten you, but also just to make it very clear. Uh, we are in perilous times, and they've been perilous times since, you know, Christ was caught up and uh, so forth and so on. Nothing is different now. However, we have the blessed hope. Christ told us that he would, they would hate us because um, they hated him first. And as the body of Christ, we are the physical embodiment now as his body that walks this earth. All of us that are in the body of Christ walking this earth, you're going to be hated. Uh, you're also a minority. We need to just get used to that and just preach the word. Simple. Okay? Be about the word. Not worried about what uh, you know these unreasonable and wicked men have to say, because verse number three. But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Now I looked up this word "establish" because I was just kind of curious, because I've heard the term used in uh, different uh, letters from Paul. And so, with that uh, being said, let's turn over to the first time Paul uses this term "establish." You know, it has got the connotation of establish or, you know, uh, root you in. You know, this is where you stand right here. And the first time it's actually used, interesting enough, is in Romans chapter 16. So really quick, we'll turn over to Romans uh, chapter 16 and verse number 25. And it's an interesting verse because this talks about the mystery. Now to him that is of power to establish you. So, of course, that's Christ. According to my gospel, this is Paul saying this, in the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest. We've talked about this many times on this channel. Manifest means to be clearly seen. And by scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. To God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. And as he wraps up his letter to the Romans there, he wraps up this letter to the Thessalonians in much the same way and uses that term establish. Another time he uses this term is in uh, when we covered 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. In verse number 13, to the end he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. He establishes you. He establishes your heart unblameable. And isn't that a great thought, folks? I, I think about this often, how incredible of a statement it is that when Christ saves you, when you are born again, you are brought into his body, because you are clothed now in his righteousness, you have been made unblameable unblameable. There is no more sin as far as God is concerned with you. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. It's been obliterated. And folks, if that doesn't get you excited about who you are in Christ Jesus, I don't know what to tell you. 
get established. Get established in your hearts of who you are. You are unblameable in holiness before God, before him, because you are in Christ. You have his righteousness, his imputed righteousness. His righteousness is what God sees. What a fantastic statement. And then lastly, of course, right um, earlier in this letter, in chapter uh, 2 and verse number 17, comfort your heart and establish you in every good word and work. Be established who you are in Christ. And what a great term, establish. And here's the confidence we have, verse number 4, and we have confidence in the Lord touching you that ye both do and will do the things which we command you. Paul didn't write these letters and, you know, just says suggestions. This was inspired by the Holy Spirit, given direct revelation from God to Paul to give to us. And that is the command. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. If you notice, again, the theme is, is that they're not patiently waiting on the Antichrist. They're patiently waiting for Christ. We are not looking for the Antichrist. We are looking for Christ. We love uh, the promise of his appearing, not the appearing of the Antichrist on this earth. Establish your hearts. Comfort yourselves with these words. Hey, hey, Brother Aaron. Good to see you, brother. But isn't that the theme of this letter? Isn't that the theme, really, of grace and Christ in you? What are you looking for the Antichrist for? You want to know things about prophecy? You want to study those things out? Sure, that's fine. That's great. But if you get established and rooted and grounded in Christ in you, you won't even worry yourself with, Will I be here? Will I not be here? I'm just rooted and grounded in the fact that Christ is in me. I'm looking for him. And he said that he took the wrath already. The wrath he's going to pour out on this earth for its sin, I'm not, I'm not subject to that. Boy, isn't that great. Christ is not a, a wife beater. He's not, a, he's not beating himself again. He's not pouring the wrath out on him. He took your place. He took your sin. You're clothed in him. And this wretched body, this flesh that we are currently trapped in, will one day break free and put on incorruption. And we would be made back into the image of his dear son. Just as we were, as we've been studying that community through the book of Genesis, just as we were at the beginning. The same creator of this universe is going to create you new again. And some things are going to happen, sure, prophecy-wise. Those things are interesting to talk about. Don't get me wrong. But you won't be subject to any of that because that's not for you. So establish your hearts. Patiently waiting into the patient waiting for Christ. Now we command you, brethren, all well, let's pay attention here. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every... Now let's be very careful as we go through the, the remaining of this chapter. The Bible is very specific, and it's not using these terms loosely. Let's read it once again. 
that ye withdraw yourselves, in context, we'll get to this later, from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which he received of us. This walking disorderly, as we're going to cover here in a moment, means a couple different things, and we'll get to that. But let's look at the tradition. Should we, like, well, I'm not about the traditions of men. Boy, I tell you what, good. But there are traditions which were received of who? Of the Apostle Paul. I don't follow Paul because I'm trying to follow that man, but because he gave us the traditions, the, the, the scripture for us, directly to us, the body of Christ. There's a warning attached to tradition, of course, in Colossians 2 and verse number 8. Of course there is. Colossians chapter 2, beware. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. See, Paul was saying, follow me as I follow Christ. These are your instructions. These are the traditions you are to follow. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 15, just one page back. Therefore, brethren, stand fast. Be rooted, established, grounded in this. Stand fast in what, Brother Mike? And hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word, that's Paul speaking to them directly, face-to-face, or our epistle, or by letter. Since we don't have the luxury of the Apostle Paul being physically here and speaking us face-to-face, we have the letters to, to follow those traditions. It's fairly simple when you follow the word as it is spoken very clearly. So let's look at some of these traditions we received of us. Let's look at the first one. For yourselves know, this is back in 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse number 7, pardon me, Brother Aaron, I got your cup here. Verse number seven. For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us. Follow us as we follow Christ. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. Now, this seems to be um, a myriad of other things, but I think the disorderly walking was, um, if you were walking disorderly, you were walking contrary to the order or the traditions in which you received of us. Go back in the last verse. It explains it. It says, withdraw yourself from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. So first and foremost, follow this, the epistles, the traditions that were given, these instructions, the commands that were given in these epistles. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught. Now here's the second way that Paul gave an example, and, and another thing to kind of follow, uh, kind of follow, to follow. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Now, this is interesting. Not because we have not power. They had the power to receive whatever they wanted. Okay, remember, this is a different time. This is a direct apostle called of Christ, directly seeing him face-to-face, called of God to be an apostle, as Paul says numerous times. He had the right 
verse number nine, not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an ensample unto you to follow us. So don't we think um, if we're in, we think we're an apostle, we think we have this, this right to all these things? No, we don't. But he's given us an ensample for us to all follow. And that's the working for your bread. Keep going here. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an ensample or an example, the thing to follow after unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Very simple instructions. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly. So this is the second way that you can walk disorderly is not only not following the doctrine in which Paul gave, by, whether by word or by epistle, but also in the example of their walk, their day-to-day practical living. If you were walking contrary to that, you were walking also disorderly. Working not at all, but are busybodies. Don't you find that to be true if somebody's just lazy and they just sit around, they got all this time on their hand? A lot of other things just get really important to it all of a sudden, and they're a busybody. You know, I wouldn't do it that way, or this, that, and the other thing. A lot of time on their hands. Do they not? Let's keep reading. Um, now them that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quickness, or quietness, excuse me, they work and eat their own bread. But ye brethren, but ye brethren, this is uh, an encouraging thing to think about. Be not weary in well-doing. Now, if this was just uh, working for a living, be not weary in well-doing, sure, we can understand that. But this, again, in context, I believe, is following both those examples of not only doctrine, but also in deed. Doctrine, those are the traditions, but also the traditions laid out as an example of their, their walk, their practical living. Don't be weary in that. We are weary many times, do we not? Once we get in the flesh and start getting down on ourselves, get a little bit of uh, sickness going, and then, boy, I'm just weary of all this. I don't, oof. Don't be weary in that, in well-doing. Is the well-doing the doing of things? No, it's following this example because it's what Christ would have for us as his body in this present world. As ambassadors, it is clearly laid out in these Pauline epistles for what we are to be about, and that is about this word, these traditions, this doctrine, whether by word or by epistle. Don't have Paul face-to-face with us, so we have his epistles. Follow after that. Brother Mike, do you say we shouldn't follow good principles throughout the rest of the Bible? Not at all. I didn't say that. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished. You know, all these things. The Bible is applicable, but it's not always letters written directly to you. And what I mean by that is that I can learn from letters that were written to other individuals. I can learn from that. There's some good principles that I can glean from that. It's God's word. It's profitable. I can glean some things from even prophecy. Sure, 
Okay, I can look at that. Wow, that is definitely not for the church. That is the nation of Israel. Boy, I can tell that. Boy, thank you, Lord. That's really got me comforted in my heart. I was getting kind of shaky there for a couple years, and boy, just studying and knowing who I was in Christ and then seeing that's for the nation of Israel, that's really comforted my heart over the past several several years. Don't be weary in that. Labor. Labor in that. And by the way, look at the next verse. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man. Remember all the things that Paul's been talking about in this epistle. This isn't just a chapter that we can just cut out of there and just like, well, we can make this about what we want it to be. It's, and overall, it's somebody trying to get people to be somebody that they're not. Bring them under subjection to something that they're not under subjection to. The wrath is coming, boy. We're going to be here because we're, you know, part of prophecy or whatever. However you want to you phrase it. But you should mark that person. Note that man. Mark them which caused the vision, as we'll see here in a moment. Mark them. Note them. Romans 6 and ver- 16 and verse number 17 is the verse I was about ready to quote. And I don't want to uh, quote it incorrectly, but Romans chapter 16 and verse number 17, where it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the what? Doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. It's the same thing that Paul is talking about in 1 Thessalonians. And we say, yeah. Boy, those wretched, lost, hell-bound sinners. Oh, verse 15. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. You have no idea whether or not they are really saved or not. So what are we supposed to mark them? We're supposed to mark them, take note of them, note that man, have no company with him, that he may be ashamed, mark them, avoid them, But when you're admonishing them, if you do run into them, admonish them as what? A lost, hell-bound sinner? Or count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. That's an interesting concept, is it not? And one we too far often, myself included, fail. You know... If it, was, if it was up to us, we would mark those that cause divisions among us, avoid them. And if we ever run into them, boy, we're going to give them a piece of our mind. We're going to just flame a spray them. But that's not our example. That's not our end sample. That's not the traditions. That's not walking orderly. That's walking disorderly. And now you are not walking or orderly, you're walking disorderly, contrary to the traditions which you have been taught. Well, that's not the way I was taught. Thus says the scriptures, brethren, do with it. Uh, you either surrender your will to his, or you don't. It's as simple as that. Do you want to surrender your will? Do you want to die to self? you want to be what you're supposed to be, not walking disorderly? Take this admonishment. Look to look at the contrary, though. In 1 Thessalonians 5.12, there's something that came up when I was looking at it. 
those that are still supposed to mark them, void them, yes. Uh, they're contrary. They're walking disorderly. We're supposed to admonish them as a brother. Don't count them as an enemy. Admonish them as a brother. We can have our suspicions, sure. But when we interact with them, mark them as a brother. Treat them as a brother. Now, we're not supposed to have fellowship with them because how can we fellowship with somebody who's completely contrary and walking disorderly? Can't. You just can't. But look, let's look at those that are walking orderly and that are laboring in the faith that was given to us, in the doctrine, in the traditions that was given to us. And we beseech you, verse number 12 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. First of all, how are we to know them which labor among you if we are not around them? Get around some brethren. They're there. Find them and labor together. Know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord. Maybe somebody has a little bit more, um, I guess you would say, growth. They've grown in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe more than you. And by the way, if you think that uh, you're the one that's uh, the one that's uh, higher in like status, let's put it that way, you've already failed. You're not esteeming others more highly than yourself. But check this out and admonish you. You mean we're supposed to admonish each other? Yes. Just like in a couple, uh, in this very next letter that Paul writes, admonish him as a brother. The one that walks disorderly, we're supposed to admonish as a brother. And those that are walking orderly, that are following these traditions, that are doing, following after, whether by word or epistle, and by epistle is what we have, and we're to mark them as well. Take note of those. Know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake because I guarantee that that person is going to be esteeming you more highly than themselves as well because that is what the body of Christ, that's having the mind of Christ, that's letting this mind be in you, humbling yourself, just as Christ humbled himself. Let this mind be in you. Let's finish it up. Back in verse number 16 of Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 3, Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all. The salutation of Paul with mine own hand, which is the token in every epistle, so I write, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And again, I say amen to that. I hope this has been an admonishment to you as much as it was to me as I was studying through it. Again, it admonishes me every single time. It pricks me a little bit more every single time. Like, mm, man, I just, I, oh, I, you know that one incident that one time, boy, I wasn't dying to self there. Lord, help me to know the grace that you showed to me and help me to walk orderly. 
Help me to not walk disorderly as those that uh, aren't following, not after the tradition which we received of your apostle to me. Your messenger, the one that you use to pen the scripture directly to me, your body of Christ. Let me follow that example. And uh, brethren, I pray that this has been an admonishment to you. With that being said, I haven't seen any uh, comments in over here on YouTube, uh, except for my wife, my lovely bride, that says, sounds great. Thank you so much for the sound check again. And then over here on Facebook, uh, no comments. But that's all right. My voice held up, praise the Lord. And if we have to end here uh, after just, what, 30 minutes or so, then let's follow what God would have for us tonight. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. If there's nothing else, please, I remind you to, uh, hi, Miss Cindy, Sister Cindy. If that's going to be it for tonight, I remind you that you can always reach out to me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear some prayer requests. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, as far as how you're growing, maybe something the Lord has showed you from his word, um, maybe ask a question. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, leave a comment on each one of the platforms. That would be awesome as well, even if it's just to say hello and uh, God bless or something. You know, that, that really encourages me. It lets me know there's people out there. And I, it, I, you would not believe what that does for me. That's not the reason why I do everything, obviously. But uh, it is nice. It is good to know that, uh, you know, the labor is not in vain. Um, but um, at the same time, let's not grow weary in well-doing. But, uh, hey, Pop, love you. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh, join me next time. Lord willing, we'll be starting the study of 1 Corinthians. And I look forward to that. I really do. And then also, um, if you know anybody that uh, maybe has uh, wrote a book, maybe even wrote, uh, written a, a good gospel track or something like that, and um, they would want to come on to the program or something like that, uh, have them get in touch with me. Once again, at ltmbiy at yahoo.com and go check out the interview with Brother Matt. Um, I, I'd had a great time talking to that. I'd like to get more into that, uh, talking to brothers, uh, and that have the mind of Christ and are exhorting others to do the same and to follow after the traditions in which we were given. And so anyways, I love you in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for joining me here on let this mind be in you. Join me again next Thursday night at 8 PM central time. That's 9 PM Eastern on LTMBIY or let this mind be in you on YouTube and let this mind be in you ministries on Facebook. And then you can also listen to the podcast later on as well. With that being said, God bless you. Have the mind of Christ. Bye for now.